Good morning and welcome all to worship from the First Presbyterian Church of Quincy, Florida. Uh, we had a disaster averted just a moment ago as I was ready to go like this. Would anybody have noticed? We're putting a mistake in every video. There's only one. Then you have to find it. And then you need to let Scott and or Tamara know. Uh, call them or text them late at night so that they'll know. But otherwise, hey, everything's good. Thanks for fixing my collar. All right. Hey, it's great to be together. I'm glad that you're here um, worshiping in ways that we can, that we continue to, to stay safe. I know more and more folks are getting vaccinated. That is such wonderful news. Uh, but we also have a handful of folks in the congregation that are sick with the COVID virus right now. So we're not through it entirely. Um, so keep those masks up. Um, stay safe, stay separated, do all you can um, so that we can get back together in this um, wonderful, comfortable space real, real soon. Um, we are worshiping outdoors in person, remind you of that, on Sundays at 11 on the field. Uh, as of right now, it looks like 80% chance of rain tomorrow. So I will send out uh, an announcement in the morning to let everybody know um, if we're gonna be together or not. But one way or the other, we're connected by the Holy Spirit, by our faith and through our worship. So that is certainly a blessing from God. I have some announcements to share with you before we begin worship. Again, I do ask that you remember all of those on your prayer list. Uh, include Beverly on there, um, our church secretary, our church uh, office administrator. Uh, we found out this week that she's in charge of everything because she's been out sick with the COVID and we're trying to do everything she does. Beverly, you're amazing. Thank you. Come back soon. Healthy, come back soon. Um, today, we do celebrate the Sacrament of Communion. So if you need to uh, go get some bread and juice at this moment, it's a good time to do that. Um, I'll wait, right? I'll be here when you get back. Scott, how long do I need to sit, you think? They have a pause button. Oh my goodness. You have a pause button. That's even better. Just pause. Go get what you need. And then together, we'll be celebrating communion uh, on this day. And again, connected by the Spirit. Uh, reminder to you, um, I told you about the Columbia Friendship Circle uh, last week. That is something that's going through the entire month. It is a, a fund that we give to at Columbia Theological Seminary. It began in circles in the Atlanta area, um, people giving a dollar just to help seminarians up there, particularly to help seminary families, those um, mothers and dads who are also seminarians who bring their families and their children's children with them uh, to Columbia Seminary. It's a way to help them, uh, a scholarship for them. It's a scholarship that my family benefited from, and uh, I'd certainly appreciate your support for that. So if you'd like to write a check, just put on the bottom, Columbia Friendship Circle, and we will send that along uh, in one check at the end of the month. Also, um, in the life of the church, this week marks the beginning of Lent, which means that Tuesday is Fat Tuesday, which means pancakes, 
Uh, we will not be eating together, but we're making batches and batches of them, pancakes and sausage and syrup ready for you. If you want to drive through the back parking lot, start, enter from North Adams Street, go towards Madison Street, uh, just pull right through the portico share, that little covering, and we'll bring out to you boxes of pancakes and sausage, all that good stuff and we'll have our Fat Tuesday that way. Uh, it's kind of a give if you can, if you'd like. We've usually done about four or five dollars for a box or fifteen dollars for a family. You know, however you're so led, it just goes to help with the other meals that we do. And following Fat Tuesday is Ash Wednesday. So instead of, again, being together uh, for an Ash Wednesday service and the imposition of the ashes, instead of being in the sanctuary to do that, Again, a drive-through. Uh, come in the back parking lot from North Adams towards North Madison Street. As you pull up, Ruth and I will um, give you your ashes for the day, sign of the cross, a reminder that from dust we come to dust we return, and through all of life we are God's children. And we'll also give you a sack lunch, so uh, it's a good deal. Come on through on Wednesday and let us recognize and acknowledge that important day in the life of our faith. Uh, tonight, there is no youth. That's because it's a long holiday weekend, President's Day Monday, but Lisa, Julie, and Tamara say they will see you next week. Yep, see you next week. And as I thank you always, um, thank you again for your Columbia Friendship Circle, and thank you for your ties, your gifts, and your offerings. Your generosity is amazing and it is appreciated and it is helping us to stay as normal as we can and to do those things we can to help our community and to spread and share the word of God. Do you all have any other announcements that I might've missed? No? Very good. All right, again, welcome. Uh, it is good to know that you are there, that you are praying and your prayers are joined with mine that we'll be together so very, very soon. Thanks to Scott and Tamara uh, for getting this all set up today. Um, it is uh, a blessing uh, to be with them each week. And also thank you this week to Evan and Nicole who will be helping us with music um, as we celebrate today in worship. So church, family, friends, and neighbors, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. And also with you. Let us worship God with thanksgiving. Let us pray. Dazzling Lord, in blinding light, you showed your disciples a hint of your power and purpose. Reveal yourself to us today. Show us what you desire of us and how to broadcast your love to the world. Help us to reflect your goodness, to share the light of our faith, to share your compassion, kindness, generosity, honesty, patience, and peace. Inspire in us loving hearts that we would recognize your many blessings and that we would be eager to tell your good news story. With your purifying light, heal our world and community of illness, conflict, despair, poverty, and pain, and equip us to join you in your task by teaching us to always act in good faith 
and no matter our differences, to always seek the good in each other. All this we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, who in addition to everything else, also taught us to pray together this prayer, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, on this, <clears throat> excuse me, Transfiguration of the Lord Sunday, which we'll talk about in a little bit, our first hymn is Jesus Take Us to the Mountain. Evan offers this to us for worship. Thank you, Evan. Friends, let us worship the Lord. of scripture to read uh, today. The first is from the book of Psalms and the second is from Luke. We're still in Luke. Uh, if you watched last week, you know that we had a bit of an interactive time uh, kind of going over our passages. Uh, you know, I get to talk to Tamara about this all week, um, but Scott, you're ready for today? You did your homework? You've got something interesting to add, to contribute? Yeah, um, I was going to compare my notes with yours and then maybe later talk about it. So later. Yeah. Okay. Groovy. 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 All right. Well, Scott, you, you sit there and fret about what might be coming, and uh, we'll read Scripture. Our first, again, from the Psalms, Book of Psalms, it is the 36th Psalm, verses 5 through 10. Hear now the word of the Lord. It is a lesson on God's steadfast love. Your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains. Your judgments are like the great deep. You save humans and animals alike, O Lord. How precious is your steadfast love, O God. All people may take refuge in the shadow of your wings. 
They feast on the abundance of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your delights. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. O oh, continue your steadfast love to those who know you, and your salvation to the upright of heart. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. It's a hammer's fault. <laughs> Something popped up on your <clears throat> screen. Huh? Something popped up on your screen. Really? Yeah. Is it an airplane mode? Yeah. Something Mild panic on our end. <laughs> As Tamara walked up to the back of the camera as though it had not been recording, which meant we would have to start over. But it's recording? It is. I tell you what, after almost a year, we've gotten very good at this. We're good. Our second passage is from the Gospel according to Luke, the ninth chapter, verses 28 through 45. Now, a lot has been going on uh, right before this reading, Jesus had sent his disciples out into the countryside and he sent them with all they would need to heal the sick, to drive out demons, to share the good news of God's love and forgiveness. Uh, he gave that to them. They carried that within themselves. But other than that, he said, just take one coat, just take your sandals, just walk into the town and say, here I am, and they will accept you or they will reject you, right? So he had sent them all out to the countryside to do good works. They had returned. They told him everything that had happened. They were excited about that. Right afterwards, they go on a mountainside, a hillside to preach, Jesus to preach. A crowd of 5,000 showed up. And nobody thought to bring lunch. So Jesus, out of just about a basket of food, fed the 5,000 on that hillside. Then Jesus asks his disciples, who do they say I am? And Peter says, of course, Lord, you are the Messiah. And Jesus says, tell no one. And then after all of that had happened, they have another conversation and the disciples are talking about serving the Lord and Jesus gives them this reminder, discipleship is hard, but it means taking up your cross to follow Jesus. And from that lesson, we come to this scripture. Hear now the word of the Lord. Now about eight days after these sayings, Jesus took with him Peter and John and James and went up on the mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly they saw two men, Moses and Elijah, talking to him. They appeared in glory and were speaking of his departure, which he was about to be accomplished in Jerusalem. Now Peter and his companions were weighed down with sleep, but since they had stayed awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Just as they were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. 
While he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were terrified as they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone, and they kept silent. And in those days, they told no one any of the things they had seen. On the next day, when they had come down from the mountain, a great crowd met him. Just then a man from the crowd shouted, Teacher, I beg you, look at my son. He's my only child. Suddenly a spirit seizes him, and all at once he shrieks. It throws him into convulsions until he foams at the mouth. It mauls him and will scarcely leave him. I begged your disciples to cast it out, but they could not. Jesus answered, You faithless and perverse generation, how much longer must I be with you and bear with you? Bring your son here. While he was coming, the demon dashed him to the ground in convulsions, but Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit, healed the boy, and gave him back to his father, and all were astounded at the greatness of God. While everyone was amazed at all that he was doing, he said to his disciples, Let these words sink into your ears. The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into humans' hands. But they did not understand this saying. Its meaning was concealed from them, so that they could not perceive it. And they were afraid to ask him about this saying. The Word of God for the people of God. We suspect that on Saturdays they're testing the sirens. Because it's always the same time, right? Seems to be. Today is one of those days when a lot of things happen at once. It is Valentine's Day, Galentine's Day, Friends Day also. It is the uh, last Sunday after Epiphany, which began on the last day of Christmas. Epiphany being when the wise men showed up, right? That ended Christmas and began a season of Epiphany. Um, and because it is the last Sunday of that Epiphany season, it is Transfiguration of the Lord Sunday, which is also the last Sunday before Lent. And it's a Communion Sunday which is a whole lot to take in and remember, but you've got it, right? Every bit of it. Because again, that's the test to get into heaven. Yes? Tamara says no. Scott, it's in uh, his head. But that's not the test, right? I mean, that's, it's, there's not a test. Don't worry, not a test. It's, it's a love for Jesus kind of thing, right? But that's a lot going on on just the Christian calendar. And then you've got Valentine's Day also which is nice, but it's kind of a mess. It's kind of a mess too. Um, pushing kids into dating when they're very young always made me a little uncomfortable. Making people without significant others maybe feel not so great about their circumstances on that day. Spending a small fortune on flowers, candy cards, and special dinners 
that are stacked with four or five courses of items that you'd never choose off the menu, you know, all of that stuff. Now, the Galentine's Day, the Friends Day, that is kind of spun off, off of Valentine's Day, that I like. Celebrating those who are with you through good and bad, sharing a meal with chosen family, that's pretty awesome. You know, so you make sure that on this day, this Valentine's Day, Galentine's Day, Friends Day, make sure um, to let your tried and true friends know that you love them and you appreciate them on this day. And if you have a significant other, hopefully they're in that tried and true friend category, right? I mean, you would hope so. So, you know, let them know as well. All right, now enough of the Valentine's Day stuff for now because we have some transfiguration to talk about, but we might come back to that. All right, so Jesus had been on a roll. He'd healed people all across the region. When they'd gotten too obnoxious, he'd put lawyers and scribes, Pharisees and Sadducees in their places. He'd fed thousands of people with barely a basket of food, and he'd empowered his disciples to go out and share the good news of God's love and forgiveness and healing. So as much has happened, so much has occurred in Luke's gospel now, and we're just at the ninth chapter. We're not even halfway through yet. But there's a mystery in those first nine chapters because the disciples kind of know who Jesus is, but they're not entirely sure yet. And so that brings us to where we are today. After everything Jesus has done, he retreats to a quiet place to pray. The thing different this time is he takes along with him Peter, John, and James. And what they saw and what they heard changed everything. Jesus took them up the mountain where they saw him changed, transfigured. His face changed, his clothing changed. He changed as if consumed by and emanating a blindingly pure light. And when those three could see again, when Peter, John, and James could see again, they saw Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. And then they experienced God because God showed up. The first person of the Trinity showed up, came forth in the presence of clouds and in a voice loud and booming said, this is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. And then, again, it was just Jesus and his three friends. And when they went back down the mountain, Peter, John, and James told no one. They didn't tell anybody about anything of what they'd seen. Jesus took them up the mountain and through all that occurred, revealed to them who he was said to them, this is who I am. Jesus is, I am. Jesus is the Old Testament God of Peter, James, and John's faith. Jesus is the Son, the second person of the Trinity. 
Jesus is the chosen. Jesus is, I am. And while on the mountain, Jesus also revealed who those three friends were, who Peter, John, and James, and all the other disciples were also. They were his chosen family. They were his faithful friends. They're the ones that are with him through it all. And that revelation is also ours too. Jesus has chosen us as his family, his faithful, as his friends. Not because we're special, because really we're not. We just are. It's not because we're special that Jesus chooses us. It's because Jesus is special. Jesus also revealed to Peter, John, and James, and the others who they would become. They would be the ones that Jesus would entrust with God's good news. The ones who, by the power of the Holy Spirit, would build and grow Christ's church. And we are part of that revelation as well. We are part of the line of the first disciples, all connected by God through faith, all living lives as Jesus taught us to live them, loving God and our neighbors as ourselves, right? Right? We are, right? Right. We are when we remember that we're supposed to, mostly, when we all slip, but that's enough. Jesus says, that's enough. Isn't that what Jesus says? Well, that's enough as long as we remember to try and live the life Jesus asks us to live a little bit more completely each day as we go on, that we learn and that we grow. And if Jesus can do that with us and through us, for us, if Jesus would live in our hearts like that, how could we not try to do a little bit better every day, right? So, we go up the mountain and we come back down. And we come back down, I am is in our hearts. At least Jesus believes so. Because again, Jesus is special like that. Jesus is special, special enough to see us as our best selves, even when we're not. To see us as we are and simultaneously as who we could become. Now, Jesus also gets agitated with us, as is made pretty clear in that passage, right? I mean, that's kind of shocking. They were going along through this passage and all of a sudden Jesus says, who are you idiots? Right? I mean, that would be the modern day translation, pretty much. A man has a son who's possessed. Maybe he's afflicted with epilepsy, right? I mean, it kind of sounds like a, a disease, you know, a demon, a disease. The kid is in a bad way. And the man comes forward, um, talks about his son and how he's tormented, and he says, Jesus, can you heal him, heal him for me? Because I asked your disciples and they could not. And Jesus kind of loses it a little bit. You faithless, perverse generation, how much longer must I be with you and bear with you? 
think he's talking to his disciples, not so much the crowd. He'd given them all the tools they needed to help the boy. Remember, I told you what had been going on before this passage. They'd gone out healing and doing all this stuff, and now they run into a tough case, and they kind of didn't get it done. They had what they needed to help the boy, but the disciples couldn't. They didn't believe they could, so they couldn't heal this boy. And like a coach who loses it after seeing the same play run 10 times with the same mistake happening 10 times, Jesus had had it. Come on already. Y'all know this. I won't always be here to tell you how to do this. I can't do this for you. Likewise, we have the tools to do what Jesus calls us to do. We've been taught how to make this world better today than it was yesterday, right? Each one of us can make this world better tomorrow than it is today. Jesus has entrusted us with an important job to make this world more like heaven, to add a little goodness to the world today so that tomorrow is a little better for everyone. We are not Valentine's Day Christians. Jesus doesn't pick us this year and then maybe pick someone else next year. Jesus doesn't want flowers, cards, or candy from us. He wants our best effort doing the important work he's entrusted us with, work he gives to us and frankly to everyone else because we are his chosen family. We are friends through all the good and through all the bad. That's his invitation. That's what we are to offer to others, a friend family, a family, a unit that stays together because of trust and compassion, honesty, friendship, and love, a family always growing because it's always sharing Christ's goodness, because it sees the best in each other, because it's learned how to love God and to show that love in how that family, how each member of that family loves everyone else. In the name of the good Father, the Messiah, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the Holy Spirit, thanks be to God for the blessings of this family of faith. Thanks be to God and amen. All righty. Let us continue our worship through the gift of music as Nicole sings for us every time I feel the spirit. And when we come back, we'll celebrate our family at Christ's table.
celebrate the sacrament of communion and there are parts for all of us in this liturgy and uh, my friends are going to hold up the words for you you'll see them as we continue to learn them so that when we're together again uh, you will know when to say what you say because it happens each time um, but watch for the words and at home go ahead and share them but first it is the invitation to the lord's table this is the joyful feast of the people of God. People will come from north and south and from east and west to sit at the table in the kingdom of God. According to Luke, when our risen Lord was at table with his disciples, he took the bread, he blessed it and he broke it and he gave it to them. And then their eyes were opened to him and they recognized him. This is the Lord's table. This table does not belong to this church nor does it belong to this denomination. This is Christ's table, and any and all who find any comfort in him are welcomed to it. Friends, the Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift, lift them, them to up the to the Lord. Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. It is, it is right, right to, to give, give thanks our thanks and praise. Praise to you, O God, for all of your works. You created the world and called it good and made us in your image to live together in love. And even when we turned from you, you remained ever faithful. Thank you, O God, for sending us your son. He lived among us and told us your story. He healed the sick and welcomed sinners. He shared our pain and died our death, then rose to a new life that we might live and all creation be restored. We give you thanks, God, that on the night before his arrest, Jesus met with his disciples at table. They shared a meal and in it, he took the bread, he blessed it and he broke it and said, take, eat, this is my body broken for you. You share this at the table, do so in remembrance of me. Likewise, he took the cup and after giving thanks, he told them this, this is the cup of the new covenant. It is my blood shed for the remission of, of sins. This is a cup of your forgiveness and your salvation. Whenever you eat this bread or drink of this cup, you do so proclaiming the saving grace of my love. Do this often. Do this in remembrance of me. Friends, great is the mystery 
of faith. Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ will come again. Gracious God, pour out your Holy Spirit upon us and upon these your gifts of bread and wine that they may be for us the body and blood of Christ and that we may be his body for the world. By your Spirit, unite us with Christ and one another until we feast with him and all your saints in your eternal realm of justice and peace. Through Christ, with Christ, in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor are yours, Almighty God, now and forevermore. Amen. I invite my friends forward, part of my family, the family of Christ, friends of Christ, to partake in this holy meal. share a house. Tamara, I'll let you serve me. Friends, let us pray. God of abundance, with this bread of life and cup of salvation, you have united us with Christ, making us one with all of your people. Now send us forth in the power of your spirit that we may proclaim your redeeming love to the world and continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Friends, we have studied the word of our Lord. We have preached the word of our Lord. We have taught each other. We have celebrated through music and prayer. We have shared a holy feast. We'll share again and again and again because this is Christ's table and all family, all friends, all loved ones are welcomed to us. Now, as we go from this place, spiritually nourished by this meal, as we go from this place, as chosen family of our Lord Jesus Christ, let us go with our hearts, minds, and souls, ready to serve, ready to love, ready to be for each other. Now, so that you might have the strength to do those things, receive this blessing of faith. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. May the love of God, the good Father, may the communion, the connection of the Holy Spirit be with you now 
be with you tomorrow, be with you forevermore. Thanks be to God and amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Bye.